everyone, this is Apollo Ono, and you're listening to Five Questions with Dan Chabelle. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Chabelle. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is Olympic athlete and author Apollo Ono. Apollo earned eight Olympic medals in speed skating and became the most decorated U.S. Winter Olympian of all time. Today, he is a cross-industry entrepreneur, successful sports broadcaster, and TV personality. I speak to him about his latest book, Hard Pivot, during this podcast episode. Apollo, welcome to Five Questions. Thank you. Thanks for having me. How instrumental was your father in helping you start your athletic career at such an early age? My father was probably, he was the single most important factor driving force behind my entire athletic career in terms of his philosophical approach towards teaching me the life lessons that are ingrained in sports. So he was there very early before I even knew how to believe in myself and or what the potential that existed within me was. Even today, he continues to give me these incredible nuggets of wisdom. One I aim to be the kind of the father to my future kids that he was to me. I love that. That's so beautifully said. And yeah, especially for a career like yours, it's extremely competitive. Arts, sports, entertainment, media, to have someone who's such a champion at such an early age and continually to support you ever since the pressures that you faced both internally and externally. Can you talk about those pressures as you were moving up the speed skating ranks and competing for championships and how you dealt with them? The pressures had changed and shifted. They were always basically the same throughout my entire career. But when I was younger, the pressure was to live up to this kind of undertone that the social community that exists in the Olympic movement we're talking about, which was we have this young prodigy, this like young phenom who's going to reinvent the way that U.S. speed skating is viewed. He's going to put us on the map. He's different than the other skaters. You know, I heard these things and I naturally wanted to live up to those things. So that was the external noise that I was listening to. And then there's the internal voice that I was always trying to satisfy. And as I believe that, you know, a lot of our formative years are really deeply rooted in this idea that, you know, a lot that we do is centered around trying to receive the affirmation, head nod, support, approval, and love of the ones that we seek it from the most, which was my father. And so my dad fundamentally believed that I had this unbelievable potential and talent to do anything that I was limitless in potential. You know, when I didn't win, there was this deep feeling of like disappointment. My, my father never told me that he was disappointed. It was just more something that was ingrained in me where I, that's what I was seeking. And then obviously the, the sport life and society as a whole is deeply ingrained in external approval. That mechanism that exists of receiving the medal the cheers of the crowds, the fan base, your social following, everything is the approval that you are on the right path. That is the metric that is signaling to you that you need more of that in order to be on the podium. Then there's the, that voice internally. I just, I, I, deeply had a fear of failure, didn't want to let people down. I didn't want to let myself down. I also was deeply afraid of showing up fully in my entirety and that actually just not being enough. Well, that was extremely well said. And I look at these type of pressures as being a double-edged sword. So they're good and bad in a sense where they can be very motivating, which helps you have kind of this ambition and work ethic, you know, your dad gave you to be able to achieve those goals and to live up to the potential. But at the same time, it could cause burnout, mental health issues, 
dissatisfaction and just feeling you can't live up to those potentials and, and what the media and everyone else says about you. So it's, it works in both ways. And can sure. you share some of your strategies for overcoming these type of challenges that you capture in your book? hard pivot? So some of the strategies, I think first and foremost is we get around this idea of identifying with who we are and also the self-acceptance mechanism that needs to exist. It's really tough to do. So I have like some exercises in the book that I ask people to go through because they're actually quite difficult, silly to try. A lot of it's involved like looking in front of a mirror, which it's very easy to look in front of your camera and then take that selfie pic and then edit and produce the best version of yourself. But to actually look in the mirror and have an open, transparent conversation and say like, hey, you have failed many times in your life. You have fallen short many times. You've got these things that hold you back. And then accepting yourself in that entirety in order to say, now I'm ready to move forward. Now I'm ready to actually make the change necessary to upgrade who I want to be. So there's this fundamental belief that change is critical. Change is chaotic. Change is hard, but change is also something that you can embrace in your life. And as we go through the different phases of our career, of our own personal growth, it's important to recognize A, the path is not going to be easy. B, there's times when we will question the new path, the new purpose, the new alignment, so to speak. And there's going to be times where you just simply don't have the answers and you're going to feel less than, and that is okay. That's totally cool. As Olympic athletes, we project out four years, sometimes eight years in advance of where we would like to be. And then we, it is up to us to reverse engineer that cycle. Year three, year two, year one, month six, month five, week one, day one, hour one, in terms of getting to that goal. And so how do I maintain the consistency of belief, even when it gets tough? It's much more fantastical of an idea to talk about what I will do when I get there versus the sluggish mundane process of the work is the shortcut and focusing on what is the process over the prize required in order to advance towards the goal. It's like Stephen Covey's seven habits of highly effective people start with the end in mind. If you don't know where you're going, what are you going to do every day to get there? You need to have mm -hmm. a sense of your path and what you want to become. But I also like the idea of just looking in the mirror. It sounds simple to just go and walk and look in a mirror. It's so yeah, hard yeah. because yeah. there's no, you can't hide behind a computer screen. You're looking at yourself right in the face and saying, you know, this is my past. This is where I am now now. And this, these are potentially the, the changes that you want to make to, to further develop. Why was it so difficult for you to retire from speed skating? And how were you able to transition to this next phase of your career as an entrepreneur, as an author and broadcaster? The number one most difficult transition point for me was not losing the identity, but forming a new one. For 15 to 17 years, I had formed this identity that I believed was on my business card. And that was Apollo Ono, Olympic champion, speed skater, three-time Olympian, et cetera, et cetera. In the book, I have the chapter I call it The Great Divorce because my first true love, the thing that taught me everything around perseverance and trust and schedule and discipline and all these cool life lessons that are required as we grow through life, it had looked at me after I had told her that I was done and said, okay, now that you're done, you're no longer going to be able to come back to me. The second phase of that was going and finding out like, what else am I actually excited about in life? What do I want to do? What am I passionate about? And so the process was challenging because I had to just find what I was good at. And I was starting from scratch, right? I had this cup that I thought was full of knowledge and it was, but I had to pour it out and begin anew. And it, that was really tough. No one likes to start from scratch. No one wants to start over. What it took was just a deep fundamental belief that I would figure it out. There are certain mindsets, there's certain skills and abilities that you had during your skating career that you're taking with you 
And then there's some that you're leaving behind because they don't really work in the businesses and everything you're doing now. But the the skill set and the brand and the platform, you know, you're able to leverage that, but you also have to get yourself into a state of discomfort because you're pushing yourself into something new, but at the same time realizing that there's things that you've built throughout your career that can be leveraged into the next thing. And I like how you say, you know, this is a chapter I'm closing and I'm opening up the next chapter or two. And it is this whole life story. And you only figure this out from my experience, at least, is as you get older, as you do more things, you start to connect the dots and you're able to, as you've done in this book and everything you've said, you're able to tell this fuller story, the complete story, or this larger story and narrative rather than just, hey, this is who I was. It's now I have done all these things under my whole life. And what's your best piece of career advice? To remind myself that amidst the hacks and the shortcuts, that the work is always the shortcut. It gives you confidence, gives you preparedness. It gives you the grit. It reminds you the path isn't easy. It showcases to you that every overnight success is actually peeled back by a 10-year journey, a 20-year journey of that person getting there. And that people get lucky all the time. And that's fine. That's life. That's how it works. But don't ever rely upon luck to carry you through to what you really want. You have to work to get there. And the more that you can embrace that, not in terms of like excruciating painful work all of the time, but actually enjoy the process, the work really does become the shortcut. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Apollo. To follow his journey, you can read Hard Pivot and find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter where he shares his appearances, news, and memories. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Dan And please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs>